0: Thank you for listening to this message from Life in the Sun Christian Fellowship. We hope you'll be inspired to honor God and make disciples.
1: Amen. (laughs) Thanks, brother. Come on, champ. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Wow. Can you tell I'm nervous? (laughs) You know, they say that you shouldn't start by telling them that you're nervous because then it just uh, gives a a different picture of who you are. But anyways, good morning, everyone. Um, Again, I would like to um, welcome our first-time visitors. Uh, We hope you make life in the sun your home and a place of worship. I know that there are other life-giving churches out there who love God, share God's Word, you know, who are doers of His Word, but, you know, I'm biased, so you're in the best church in Guam. Amen? Amen. Come on. (laughs) Well, I am not the pastor Pastor Mark and Terry are off-island, they're ministering in various places, um, and also they're going to be attending the World Conference in South Africa, so let's please just uh, continue to pray for them, um, that God will uh, use them mightily in those areas, Um, also, you know, that they would be refreshed as well, because, you know, they're refreshing other people out there, and um, also for protection, Uh, keep them in your prayers. Well, for those of you who don't know me yet, um, my name is Roel. I am um, married to my beautiful prayer warrior wife. She told me not to introduce her, but that's Gladys right there. That's my wife. I got to brag on her. She's a, <laughs> a mighty woman of God. Uh, she keeps me stable, <laughs> keeps me sane. Amen. And um, I have three boys, uh, mighty boys. Uh, my oldest is Sean, he's one of the ushers here. He's uh, 17. I got Ezekiel, who's uh, 10, and I got uh, Isaiah who's uh, three. So, well, I've been with Life in the Sun since 1998. My brother James King over here, who's uh, my shipmate from the Navy, he's the one that introduced me to this church. Um, Basically, been here since and never left. You know, fell in love with God all over again. Um, Every single day, I just fall in love with him and this church. It's an awesome place of fellowship. So again, for the first-time visitors, you're in a great place. All right, um, for those of you who haven't seen me preach yet, I love using visual aids. Uh, I use videos, you name it. Um, that's how I, I learn. I like visual. Uh, whenever I read a book, if you give me just all letters and words, I fall asleep. My mind goes somewhere else. So hopefully uh, when I share today, that won't happen. So I just pray against the slumbering spirit in Jesus' name. Wake everybody up. Come on. Shake them, Lord, shake them. (laughs) But basically, my prayer today is that you would retain all that we teach today. Hallelujah. So we are at the close of our seven-week series entitled All and Nothing. Uh, Just to recap on what had been shared, All and Nothing is a play in words which originally came from the saying, all or nothing. Um, It means that there is no middle ground, and it leaves you with having to choose. So that's the original uh, text. But in this series, All in Nothing says this. Only when we understand who Jesus is and what he has done will we realize that nothing can be added to his finished work and nothing can compete with him. Like what the intro video says? Well, we didn't do that yet. Um, Could you go ahead and show that video? Because I know we're supposed to do that, but uh, God is good. Amen. Go ahead and show that intro.
2: Endless questions. Who is supreme? Whose name is above all? A revelation that comes from a greater understanding of the cross. His work sufficient. Name above all names, Jesus. He is above all. He has given all, and nothing we do can be added to it.
1: All right, so again, so nothing we can do can be added to it. He's above all. Jesus is all we need. Jesus, period. So again, we embarked on this journey studying the book of Colossians in which the apostle Paul, who was in prison, is writing to the people of Colossae with whom he has not even met. Okay, but, you know, he's heard about them. He's heard about their faith. Uh, He encourages them to be on guard for false teachings, which is poisoning the minds of Christians during that time. He gives them a reminder of who Christ is, that He is supreme, preeminent, and that He lives in us. He reminds them to continue to follow Christ and be well-rooted in Him, to not let anyone or anything capture them with foolish philosophies and ways of thinking. Uh, Again, just to recap the series, this is what had been discussed. So Pastor Mark started us off uh, with this series. He preached the first three topics. So week one, I know it's kind of small, but uh, in week two, we dealt with the identity and supremacy of Jesus. Once we can truly grasp who Jesus is, we can have confidence and believe what he has done for us. And week three talks about our life in Christ, what Christ has done for us, how he dealt with sin. Okay, that's what, that's what it talked about. And because Christ's work is complete, we can trust him that he will enable us to continue to live with him. All right? Then next, Brother Armin shared about our position in christ that we have been raised with christ and will share in his future glory if we know our present and future status in christ we will not settle on the temporary things of this world but focus more on the things that matter for eternity and uh, of course you guys remember his, his illustration he brought three handsome men uh that was uh, aj van and uh who's that, who's that holy spirit i think he was the most handsome of all all right but again it's you know it's describing the struggles that we have and uh, how the Holy Spirit tries to intervene but you know again uh, we always get in the way but when we freely listen to what the Spirit has you know God's plan is at work and and it'll it'll, it'll go forth amen so Pastor Bong then uh, one of our 10-day missionaries uh, taught us that living in Christ also means putting off the old sinful nature And putting on our new spiritual nature. Then last week, Pastor Ricky, who was also a part of the 10-day missions team, I think they are with uh, New Covenant, um, he shared what uh, our household should look like under the preeminence of Christ. You know, our small successful relationships, they drive big institutions. They say that if your household is a mess, it's really hard for you to lead. So make sure your household is squared away first before you can go out there and lead. Okay? so it starts with Jesus being at the center, holding all things together. He talked about the various roles in the household and what our priorities should look like. You know, um, I'm so thankful for technology. Uh, you know, this series really is a blessing. So if you'd like, there is a podcast out there that's available. Um, you just got to go to Life, you know, the, uh, just type in Life in the Sun, Guam podcast, and you can always go back and, and re listen to these preachings. Amen so now that we know who christ is our identity position and life in christ we also need to embrace our mission in christ let's pray father we thank you thank you again for the series i pray that you bless your word open and prepare our hearts to receive your message today lord use me father god uh, to speak your message again uh, i pray god that you put the words in my mouth that lord I would be able to articulate it in a way that your, your people would understand and, and receive your word. Again, may you be glorified. May you be lifted up today. God, truly, you are above all. You're supreme. God, we honor you, and, and Lord, you are our guest of honor here always. We thank you so much for your goodness. Bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, the power of the gospel is not just for us personally, but it's Globally is for everybody we cannot be complacent because there are so many people who need to know the gospel when paul had penned these words there were 300 million people in the world currently the global population is now over 7.5 billion more than 25 times larger than jesus's day this means we live in the era of the greatest harvest field in history more than half of those people worship some other god than jesus christ So our world currently is infected with an epidemic and it's called sin. You have the cure and that cure is Jesus Christ. We cannot keep this to ourselves. We need to share him and let the people know who he is. Um, I have a video here. Let's take a look at this uh, video and it shows uh, the harvest in China and this one tribe in Indonesia and you just see their heart. Uh, When I watched this, man, I was in tears. So... they're given Bibles they receive a Bible for the very first time
3: I've seen the what we
1: is in Indonesia. It's one of the tribes there. The Bible was translated in their language. So they were able to uh, understand the Bible. That's great dance floor right there. (laughs) Look at the excitement! Just, it's amazing. And and that's the pastor. He's coming in to receive the the, uh, the Bibles. their hunger amen wow ain't that amazing man you know really there's a lot of hungry people out there hungry for the word and uh, you know thank God now it's so easy easily um, accessible you know we have technology nowadays Globalization has made it easier to move around, communicate, and share ideas. Who has got WhatsApp or Viber, right? Man, we have FaceTime now. We can even if you're from you know across the uh, the world, you can see the, the person you're talking to. You know, when I when I go off island, you know, it's it's as if I was there. But you know, of course it's not the same. But it's better than just writing letters, you know, back and forth the the old-fashioned way. <laughs> But with our technology today, cultural and linguistic barriers are easily broken. You know, they even have an app where uh, you can speak in an English language and they'll translate it into, let's say, Japanese, Spanish. I mean, it's really so easy to communicate now. For all the historic changes we are witnessing, a few things remain constant. The answers to the world's needs are found in the gospel. God will establish his kingdom through the church. Our mission is to make disciples of all nations. As what Van had read earlier, that's our mission statement, right? Wherever a church is found, there you find a headquarter for God's mission. The whole church must bring the whole gospel to the whole world. An original Princeton model states, if we claim to follow Jesus, then we must follow him to the ends of the earth for that is where he is going. A Christ-centered life is a life committed to missions because God's heart beats for the, for the nations. So by studying the movements and changes in the world today, it is all the more clear that the harvest has never been the issue or the problem. The issue has always been the availability and willingness of laborers. Amen? You guys agree with that? So what is our, our role in getting workers in the harvest field? So Paul's response in Colossians 4 was to pray. So how are we to pray? If you have your digital or manual Bibles, please turn with me to Colossians chapter 4, verse 2 to 6. I have with me uh, the iPhone 10. (laughs) High tech. All right. You guys ready? Are you guys all there? And I was so quick to access the uh, the chapters and verses nowadays. It was funny, um in our live group on Friday, uh Brother Stephen, you know, he when he would ask us to look for a verse, the uh, people with the manual Bibles would find the verse faster than those with the digital. <laughs> so, but anyways, just uh, you know, thought that was kind of funny. Let's go ahead and read. This is uh Colossians chapter four, verses two to four two to six. It says Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. So today I have three points on how we should pray. Number one, we need to pray persistently, okay? Number two, we need to pray for our missionaries. And then last is we need to pray that the gospel will be preached. So praying persistently, what does that look like? <clears throat> so going back to our Bible verse, uh, Colossians 4:2, I highlight the word continue. For me, I believe uh, this is the word of the Lord for you today. Continue. Don't quit. Keep on keeping on. You guys remember that phrase? Pastor Taylor used to always say that. Keep on keeping on, champ. Come on, brother. All right, I have another video which shares some deep truths from a well-known individual. Um, Let's go ahead and take a look at this. I see you
3: have found a sacred peach tree of heavenly wisdom. Oh, is that what this is? I am so sorry. I thought it was just a regular peach tree. (laughs) I understand You eat when you are upset Upset? I'm not upset Why Why? why makes you think I'm upset? So why are you upset? <laughs> <sighs> I probably sucked more today than anyone in the history of Kung Fu In the history of China In the history of sucking Probably And the five Man, you should have seen them They totally hate me Totally. How's Shifu ever going to turn me into the Dragon Warrior? (laughs) I mean, I'm not like the Five. I've got no claws, no wings, no venom. Even Mantis has those... thingies. (sighs) Maybe I should just quit and go back to making noodles. Quit, don't quit. Noodles, don't noodles. You are too concerned with what was and what will be. There's a saying yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, but today is a gift. That is why it is called the present.
1: <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Yes, yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, but today is a gift, that's why it's called present. You know, I was also known as the one who always uses Disney yeah. movies in the preaching. I thought I had to, you know, I had, I had to add that on there, right? You know, that's, that's what happens when you have kids. But you know what, my wife reminded me, it was 12 years ago, I, I, that's, you know, that's when we pretty much got married, Right, So we haven't had, you know... But anyways, uh, yeah, I just enjoy Disney, Disney movies, <laughs> cartoons. <laughs> yeah, they have deep truths in them, all right? Well, like what the video was saying, maybe some of you use the same excuses as Poe, Right? Got no claws, no wings, no venom, or you might not have those thingies, <laughs> right? <laughs> or should I say... I'm not like Pastor Mark, full of wisdom, or like Brother Armin, who has all these insights about the Bible. I can't pray like our sister over here, Ophi, or can't worship like our brother Jack, tearing down the house, bringing down the presence of God. I have nothing to offer. Maybe you are being held back by your past, thinking about how bad you failed, or you are too worried about the future, that you can never be what God has called you to be. Like what Master Uwe said, quit, don't quit, noodle, don't noodle. Let us focus on God's gift, Amen. which is the now or the present. Amen? Amen? Take it day by day and don't quit. We have a big mission that we need to accomplish and many lives are at stake. Because the veil has been torn, we all have direct access to God, the Father through His Son, Jesus. So chapter 4 talks about a strong persistent, alert, and energetic prayer life, not religious, obligatory, mechanical prayers. So Paul said to continue steadfastly, which means courageously persistent, or to not give up or let go. In this illustration, it shows that first comes the dream or the desire, then comes the struggle or the warfare, then the victory or the answered prayer. But the problem is most people give up during the struggle this is when we press in and continue to press in but sometimes our prayers are not answered at the moment or maybe it's taking weeks months years maybe you you know have been praying for a future spouse how many singles in the house (laughs) right a job for your finances for healing but still nothing then we give up, never knowing how to close, how, how close we were to, to victory. Look at that illustration there. This one swipe with that, pick, that pickaxe, he would have gotten the diamonds, but he gave up too early. The only way we fail is if we quit. So never, never, never quit. How many parents do we have in the house? I'm one. All right. How many of you have kids that are so persistent in getting what they want, whether it is a toy, right, or a game, uh, candy, (laughs) right? Well, my son, Ezekiel, is like that, and my wife can attest to that. (laughs) She's easily, you know, uh, convinced, but for me, uh, it's different. (laughs) So he will ask and ask and ask, to the point that, man, you're just frustrated and... Either you give in, like my wife, or you firmly stand your ground and say no. (laughs) Right? But the great thing about our God is he's not like us. You know, it's actually the opposite. God wants you to be persistent. You know, the Bible says, knock, and keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. Amen? So God is wanting that great testimony. You know, when uh, God answers that prayer man, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's not, it's usually not what we expect. You know, sometimes, we, you know, we only expect, oh, God, just, you know, if I get this job, you know, uh, uh, it makes this much money, and I make $10,000 $10, a year, you know, it's a, it's a great job. God, give it to me. But, you know, God is actually waiting for that time to bless you with a $100,000 a year job, you know. It's never what we expect. All we wanted was just this, but with God's great thinking and, you know, ways, He always wants to bless us above and beyond so that He can be glorified, that He can be lifted up, that you know it's not from you. It's not from your own abilities. It's from Him. Amen? So keep on knocking. Be like my son Ezekiel, persistent. We call it in Tagalog, makulit. <laughs> you know, very persistent. Amen? Amen? Then the verse further states, being watchful, which means to be alert, expectant, and in faith. Praying for our needs are great, but we have to remember we should also be missional when we pray. Paul knew he needed the prayers of the saints back home to fulfill his mission. This is prayer that understands that lives hang in the balance. It is a prayer life that understands that nations are literally impacted by our intercession. Which leads us to our next point. Pray for our missionaries. Verse 3 to 4 says, "At, at the same time, pray also for us that God may open to us a door for the word to declare the mystery of Christ on account of which I am in prison that I may make it clear which is how I ought to speak. So he wrote this while a prisoner in Rome, far from home, this is Paul, far from home in a in a foreign land imprisoned for preaching the gospel he himself as a missionary on the mission field he has always wanted to make it and preach the gospel in rome and yet his most earnest desire was still to have another chance to preach to the romans we know this through his letter to the philippians that paul was able to witness to his guards that's philippians 1 12 through 18 and even to caesar's household philippians 4 22 Right now, we have missionaries around the world from places most men and women don't dare to go. Where persecution is heavy, and you receive a death penalty if you share the gospel. You know, I heard a story about our missionaries who were, I believe, in Iraq or Afghan. And all of a sudden, somebody just threw a grenade in their, their vehicle, inside. Um, People were praying for them uh, since they were there. I mean, every single day, people would pray for them. And thank God that this grenade did not explode. It, it just takes a few seconds for it to explode. So somebody was able to take the time, grab the grenade, and threw it outside. How many of you guys experienced that before? No. <laughs> Thank God, right? Man, that's, that's like your life will flash back, you know? go will back at you. It's like, wow, man, I, I could have died that day. I could have been with my Savior. <laughs> but again, because of the prayers of the saints who have been covering them daily, it didn't happen. I remember attending a world conference. I believe this is in 2007. This is in California. And... It was amazing. Um, we were able to see uh, Chinese uh, missionaries that were able to attend there. And um, their, their mere presence in that place was a miracle because uh, they were sharing their testimony. Of course, we had the, uh, uh, the translators there. And they were saying that they went to the airport without a passport, just saying, hey, you know, we're missionaries. Uh, we're going to this conference You know, we really want to go to this conference, and it's like an Acts uh, experience. The officials allow them to go. I tell you, in that room, there was no eye that was dry. It's like, wow, God, you are so good. And finally, we need to pray that the gospel will be preached. In particular, Paul says we are to pray for opportunities to preach the gospel and to communicate it clearly. Paul completely demolished the false teachings that was threatening the church of Colossae by proclaiming the sovereignty of Christ and the faithful preaching of the gospel. In the same way, the world today continues to suffer from a flood of false religion, teachings, philosophies, and worldviews. The only way to confront those is to trust in God's sovereignty and power to move upon the nations by empowering us to intercede and take the gospel to the nations. Verse five says, walk in wisdom towards outsiders, making the best use of time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. I highlighted there, making the best use of the time. So the phrase there is basically a term used in the market. And in those days, it meant to buy out, purchase completely. Or in Tagalog, we say pakyao, not many pakyao, Okay. You know, you would go to Green Hills, right? And you say, ali-ali, papa ko na to. I'm going to get everything because it's a great deal. So you want to buy, buy it, everything out, okay? So as a church, therefore, we are to seek and take advantage of every possible opportunity to preach the gospel to the world. Pakyawin natin ang mundo. Let us seize the great opportunity to reap this great harvest that the world is offering. I wanna close with this video showing what warfare prayer looks like.
2: You've done it again, Lord. You've done it again. You are good and you are mighty and you are merciful and you keep taking care of me when I don't deserve it praise you Jesus you are Lord give me another one Lord guide me to who you want me to help raise up more that will call upon your name raise up those love you and seek you and trust you. Raise them up, Lord. Raise them up. Lord, we need a generation of believers who are not ashamed of the gospel. Uh We need an army of believers, Lord, that hate to be lukewarm and will stand on your word above all else. Raise them up, Lord. Raise them up. I pray for unity among those that love you. I pray that you open their eyes so that they can see your truth, Lord. I pray for your hand of protection and guidance. Raise up a generation, Lord, that will take light into this world, that will not compromise when under pressure, that will not compromise away raise them up lord that they will proclaim that there is salvation in the name of jesus christ raise up warriors lord who will fight on their knees who will worship you with their whole hearts lord lord call us to battle that we may proclaim you king of kings With
1: all my heart, raise them up, Lord, raise them up. Hallelujah, amen, amen, wow, wow. I want to do something different today. Um, I want to call up Miss Ophie. I, I know it's this on the spot, but we, um, we're believing for Pompeii, amen. and <laughs> mm-hmm. if you can pray for um, missionaries there. Um, Is Andy, Andy, could you come up? Uh, Is Marianne here? Who else, who else is uh, a part of this team? I'm going to have Miss Ophie um, pray, uh, Brother Elmore. Yeah, we'll go ahead and have Miss Ophie pray.
0: All right, we'll go ahead and pray. You know, life is good, and even the little things that we do, they have great and eternal influence. And it's not because of us, but because anything that we do in faith reverberates and touches life and changes life. Because God and the Holy Spirit is the one who takes these things and uses them for His glory. So when we pray, I want you to enter in in full assurance of faith, because our God is faithful. Amen. Amen. And Ponape is a beautiful place with lots of people. Some know Christ and a lot do not. So we're going to pray for that nation. Amen? Amen. Lord, thank you for Punapea. Lord, thank you for a people, Lord, that need you. And Lord, in this church, we know that we're just going to be a part of your body. And if you could just um, lift up your hands and we'll pray. And there is nothing mystical, but I just sense something going on in my body, and so um, we're gonna stand in faith, amen. And the devil hates when God begins to move, to touch a people. So stand in faith, Lord. We thank you for Punape.
1: Yes, God.
0: And everything that you desire to do, and Lord, we just in faith we touch and agree as a church that the little things that we do, that what we put our hand to in full faith, Lord, that it will be amazing, Father, for that place and that nation, and it's going to be something that is a blessing. So, Lord, we pray for these 10-day missions. And, Lord, it is small, and we know that. But, Lord, in your hand, we know that it is effective to pulling down things that are oppressing a people. Lord, to changing histories and lives. And so, Lord, we just humbly come before you and say, Lord, use this 10-day mission and the other ones to follow, and the work that you're doing in Pohnpei, God, Lord, that it will continue, Lord, that it will, Lord, you said that you are building your church, and nothing can stand against it, not the gates of hell. And so, Lord, we just humbly come and say, Lord, we are eager, we are excited, To see your work come to pass in Ponope. And we're grateful to be a part of it. And Lord, we say yes, that you bring healing, that you bring God deliverance, that you bring freedom, you bring prosperity to that land. And we we lift it up to you. We bless Ponape. We bless Ponape God. We say yes, Lord. May Ponape God come to know you. May come out of oppression and anything, God, that has been holding her down in the spirit. Lord, bless that land and bless this church and bless this team and use us, God, for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. Yes, God. I agree with that prayer. Lord, we, we, we pray for laborers. God, again, like what we talked about, the issue is not the harvest. Lord, we need more laborers, Father. Like what the prayer said earlier. God, raise them up. Raise them up, Lord God. Lord, may they not be hindered by fear or, Lord, Lord their past or their, their, their struggles, Father. But I pray, God, that you would raise them up, O oh God, that they would, Lord, advance your kingdom, that, Lord, that they would take, Lord God, their rightful place in you. Lord, I thank you, God, uh, for your church. Lord, bless your church. I thank you for this series, oh God. Lord, just really showing who you are teaching us about your identity who you are teaching us who we are and what we're called to do father and be lifted up we love you we love you we love you thank you so much oh god for your goodness god you're such a good god we need to share you to this world they need to know you so god i just pray use us mightily lord bless your church Again, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.